0: welcome back to the juice time podcast i'm your host noah adamani and across the screen from me tonight folks is the man himself my brother out in central iowa your resident iowa state cyclones insider and number one lebron james fan on the planet nicholas osin nick how you doing tonight my brother
1: you know, overall I'm doing pretty well. Obviously you mentioned something in there with LeBron, so maybe I'm not the happiest with that right now. Uh with kind of what went down with LeBron and the Lakers, but life is good. Summertime about and it's good to be back on the sticks.
0: Nick, I absolutely love that intro, and you couldn't be more correct. I would argue this weekend is the official start to summer, of course. The calendar says otherwise in mid-June, but this weekend kicks off summertime. Just about 12 hours after we record this, I'll be hitting the golf course and kicking the weekend off the right way. And in just a couple of weeks, I'll be on summer break, continuing to turn out this podcast alongside you. So folks, strap in for a wild one. And as always, to up! We're going to dive right into it. Just a couple days ago, the Denver Nuggets swept your Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James. A clean 4-0 sweep ending in Los Angeles and on a Nikola Jokic triple-double, of which he had three in that series. Which is truly astounding. And this may be far-fetched to some of the casuals out there, as you would say, Nick. But Nikola Jokic has cemented himself over the last eight basketball games he's played. As the greatest basketball player on this planet, he is averaging a triple-double in these playoffs. That is outrageous in the modern era for a center to be coming away with such prolific statistics on every level. And you said it best earlier today when we were talking over the phone that the Joker controls every game he is a part of, and it's really through his sharing the basketball because Jamal Murray came alive in this series and was probably the best scorer for the Nuggets and that is mainly due to the Joker's ability to spread the wealth and find open pockets down the floor
1: I think you make a lot of good points you know brother I I think first off I'm going to look at it from the sweep aspect with LeBron you know I'm, I'm obviously bummed like if we're Keeping it real with each other, which you know I do on the show, and especially with NBA hoops. I'm in a job now, and the Lakers were in a spot, specifically LeBron, where I found myself probably as emotionally invested as I have been in six or seven years, I would think. Couple reasons LeBron, for a stretch at least, looked awesome on a team that had a shot to win the West. That's not crazy saying that they made it to the Western Conference Finals. Number two, unfortunately. The clock is running out on his career a little bit. Get that smirk off because you know it makes me sad. Truly, I don't know what I'm going to be like when that happens. But aside from that, Father Time does seem to remain undefeated. I think the team goes all in next year. Now, as for Nikola Jokic, I'm going to go on record on air here on the airwaves. I give my brother here credit. I didn't necessarily know anybody that was a fan of this guy as early as my brother here. I'm fortunate that I know basketball. I I certainly know ball, so that I've known how good he was for a while and become a fan, not like you, of course, but I'm especially grateful. We'll have to find the date, but certainly much earlier in the playoffs. I don't think I officially gave the throne from LeBron to anyone yet, I don't believe. There was talk of staff. Kawhi had that incredible run. KD at times, of course, Giannis. But I took it off and I said, This man, mark it down, is the not the greatest. That, that was the word you used. You know, we use that for accomplishments in a career. That's the best basketball player in the world right now. And however the rest of this season goes, I'm gonna look like a genius. And as much as I like Joel Embiid. Probably even like him more than Jokic, at least coming into the playoffs. I don't think he was the MVP. Not saying not deserving, but it's clear that Jokic is on another level in terms of the world talent.
0: Nick, I am extremely grateful for you giving credit where it's due in terms of the Joker. And I will pat myself on the back as you did to yourself just a few moments ago. This is where my knowledge of the game of basketball shines in the highest order. You mentioned it best. I have been a fan of Nikola Jokic before he was on anyone's radar. Of course not his rookie year. That was an unknown. But truly, I will take credit, since the year 2016, possibly 2015, And I know why. Because Nike took over as the NBA's proprietor for jerseys in 2017. And I have an Adidas Nikola Jokic jersey from the 2015-16 season that we recently talked about, which was Kobe's final year in the league. That was the year that Nikola Jokic... Became one of my favorite players in the NBA, only his second season in the league. And I fell in love with his game because, in the modern era of basketball, you do not see a big man that is so capable of scoring. Yes, he's not the best defender in the league. He'd be the first to say it. But offensively, he is so gifted because he knows exactly when to get rid of the ball and exactly when to take over in the paint. And you've seen his three-point shot develop over the years and was pivotal in the series against the Lakers. So, Nick, I appreciate you recognizing that there because I am pulling so heavily for number 15 to hoist Larry O'Brien in just a few short weeks. And this may be wishful thinking, but if that series against Boston or Miami stretches to 6 or 7 games. I will be in the city of Denver when that series concludes if they win it on home turf at Ball Arena formerly known as uh the Pepsi Center. Of course, I won't be able to go to a game because that is certainly out of my pocketbook's capabilities, but to be in the city when Nikola Jokic is truly crowned the king That would be otherworldly, as you would say. So Nick, I am not going to punish you too much in terms of what's happening with LeBron James. And I actually have written down in my notes some credit that I was uh, giving him. And that is solely based on his performance in Game 4. He was not going down without a fight in Game 4 He had 31 points in the first half, clearly was trying to will his team to a victory when no one else would help him. Anthony Davis reverted back to his ways of being less than Robin to a Batman. And LeBron ended up with around 40 points, I believe, which at his age is beyond remarkable he's got 20 years worth of experience in this league and so many miles and wear and tear on his body but ultimately the lakers fell short on their home floor but i have to give lebron credit because he simply had no help out there on monday night when you have to throw in tristan thompson at the center position because AD's not cutting it folks tristan thompson was on our tv screens not too long ago at the desk for espn that's really what we're dealing with here he did not play a regular season game so the lakers fought hard in that last game but denver truly outmatched them wire to wire
1: yeah uh you know kind of kind of a lot there as we kind of shift to the next aspect i think you would be not only a, a hater, but a, a dumb one that doesn't know basketball at that if people don't give credit to LeBron. I'm not a huge fan of these, you know, kind of post season after the team's done leaks or reports about, like, how injured he was. However, you watch the Lakers at least a couple times in the regular season, and when we saw him, I would say more so, what was it, late in the Warriors series, early in the Nuggets series because he had some big-time games against Memphis. But you saw he was not close to healthy. I'd put him at, what, probably 70 75%. And again, and I love his confidence he was talking about, and probably even still being modest, said I'm still better than 90% of the players in this league. Certainly 90. I would probably say 95 to 96 because, as we saw in that first half, at his peak right now, there are only still five, six guys tops. You'd take over him. Jokic being one. I wanted to say about your fandom. I don't think it also hurt that he's wearing number 15 in Denver, as we both were fans of the previous player to do so. But that was one of your guys, one of your favorites in Carmelo Anthony, who will always be connected to LeBron, of course, which is pretty cool. And just to touch on the Lakers really quickly, because I'm sure we'll look at a little bit of a potential finals matchup. I think they're actually in a really good place. I I get the sense LeBron wants a potential star, but I know he also thinks very highly of Reeves. I mean, the Lakers don't necessarily beat the Grizzlies, certainly not without some of AD's performances, but he was not great in a couple of those Western Conference Finals games. He's got to go all in, just go all in one more season. If they don't win another one, fine. You know I've been fine with LeBron just being at three or four rings. He's No one in the world that knows basketball will ever put him below two or three at worst. Absolute worst ever. And then you see what happens with Bronny James or what LeBron really wants to do. But as a fan and as someone that has followed his entire career since he was in the second half of his senior year in high school, I think we all need that. And I think the Lakers can owe him that for playing a huge role in bringing them – back to being relevant after Kobe.
0: Nick, there's certainly a lot to unpack there in terms of LeBron James and where his career is headed. But you mentioned number 15, the original all-star on the Denver Nuggets. We have to pay homage to Carmelo Anthony, who finally declared his career to be over in terms of his basketball playing days at the perfect moment just about 12 hours before tip-off between two of his former teams in the Denver Nuggets and L.A. Lakers, it was poetic. It was a beautiful day of tribute for one of the greatest scorers the game has ever seen and someone that I have admired for nearly two decades and a, a true human highlight reel in terms of his ability to put the ball in the bucket. So, I will be missing Mello's contributions to the game of basketball, and I'm hoping he stays around it because his influence on so many basketball fans, including ourselves, is paramount. So, Nick, to put a bow on this uh, Lakers Nuggets conversation, I did put in the notes here that LeBron James is contemplating retirement based on his remarks post-game Monday night, I am not buying it whatsoever, and I know you aren't either. Because he has long said that he wants to end his career either in the league when his son is playing or on the same team when Bronny enters the NBA. And we know Bronny James is a stellar basketball player. Is he ever going to live up to... His dad's accolades or the career his dad has had in the NBA? Absolutely not. But he will be drafted next year around this time. And where he ends up will play a huge factor in where LeBron James will play his final season or two in the NBA. Because my prediction is that he plays two more seasons. This coming one. And then... His son's rookie year, wherever Bronny ends up, that team will likely land LeBron, and that may be his final shot at a fifth championship, because I don't believe he'll win another one in L.A.
1: Yeah, I mean, this say, like, almost the whole show is kind of LeBron and and Denver, which is cool, because it's been such a big story, I know we'll have to touch on the ECF, but Uh, First off, I just wanted to say, going back a few minutes, Jokic, just to give him credit, not a great defender, but he stopped some dudes at times this season. So I want to give him credit. As for LeBron, man, this kind of just hit me this last couple weeks. I think he might play three more if he's healthy, because how many seasons would that bring him to?
0: 23.
1: 23. As for Bronny James, not that you implied this, but... Of course, he's not going to, you know, live up to anything like LeBron, but I'll go on record saying this. I've said it with you and our buddy Max and several friends. Nobody ever will. We will never see a better basketball player than Jordan. We will never see one better than LeBron James. I'm pretty confident in that. So I want to give that credit. And just because I work so much in basketball and recruiting now, Of course, there's some bias here toward, you know, LeBron and his family, but Bronny James is like the perfect type of player you want on a team. He is unselfish like LeBron. He can shoot the lights out from deep. He can defend. That's probably his best attribute right now. Glue guy, versatile, can work on the handles and maybe uh, kind of ball handling a little bit. But he's a guy, if he wasn't LeBron's son, would he be drafted in the first round after one year? That's pretty unlikely. But could he make it to the league? Absolutely. Even with the bias, he is absolutely no worse than top 45 or 50 in this class, which you know I have a lot of attention to with the future Cyclones. And just before this show, I was looking at the class of 2017, and there are guys like DeAndre Hunter and Robert Williams, and those guys were in the 90s or below. So you can get there. And I bet Bronny carves out at least a six- to eight-year career in the NBA, bare minimum, and eventually at some point get some double-digit scoring, he'll be well-liked there, brother.
0: Nick, it's a no-brainer for an NBA franchise to draft Bronny as soon as he is available in June next year because essentially a package deal. Any team that drafts Bronny knows That there's a strong possibility that LeBron will end up in that city. And I think it'll be the first time in his career that LeBron will take a significant pay cut. Obviously, he doesn't need to earn another dollar in his lifetime, but he will do what he can to be on the team with his son, unless his son says, no, dad, I want to carve out my own path, but it's going to be the Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. tandem that will cap off LeBron's career. But, Nick, you said it. It's time to move on to the Eastern Conference, my conference. And another one of my favorite players, former Chicago Bull, Jimmy Butler, got the heat all the way from the bottom of the play-in to the Eastern Conference Finals with a comfortable 3-0 lead against the Boston Celtics, a team that went to the NBA Finals last year that lives in the Eastern Conference Finals over the past few seasons. And it looked like Coach Spo and Jimmy Buckets were going to continue stunning the world just up until a few days ago. When Boston finally got their first win in this series. And now tonight, the Miami Heat put out a preposterous performance. Just did not come out to play whatsoever in the Garden tonight. And four Celtics had over 20 points in tonight's game. In front of their home crowd, they are finally getting it going. I believe it was Derek White, Marcus Smart, Jay Tatum, and Jay Brown all eclipsing 20 points tonight. And the Celtics feel like they're going to be the first team in NBA history to come back and win a series after being down 3 0 because all the momentum has shifted in that matchup.
1: Yeah, it's a game. I'm not going to lie to you or our listeners here. You know, it's a busy time with work. Of course, I'm always tuned in. I've watched probably as much of the NBA playoffs as the bubble season this year. Uh, Followed followed the whole game, watched some of the second half, maybe half, three-quarters of the second half. But this was a game, I mean, if you followed this league, you knew there was a great shot the Celtics would win. So now I'm at a point here, bro. This is new. I haven't said this to you on or off air as we kind of get things rolling here. I'm a little bit torn. Because I was all in on, all right, Heat, Nuggets, you know, Jimmy's been an incredible story, Coach Spo the Heat, but Jokic probably gets his first ring here. And and he deserves it. And again, I like him. You love him. I love what the Nuggets are about. You can, you don't need to give me credit. I'm I'm building up here, though, because I used to stay up on our little 12-inch TV, and the Nuggets would be my Western Conference team the days of... Mellow, but even after those tough years, like Ty Lawson, Kenneth Reed, Daniel Gallinari, so I've got love for them. But, man, now that the Celtics are making this interesting and Jason Tatum is growing on me and part of me likes how just I don't care what you guys think Joe Mazula is sometimes, I'm not going to lie. I'd like it to go seven. I think either way you're getting an incredible story from the East. But I personally, and I'll admit I used this for the Lakers-Nuggets series, I was wrong. I think I had reason to pick it. But if Celtics-Nuggets happens, that could be maybe, maybe the best final series we've seen in seven or eight years. Maybe since Spurs-Heat. I really believe that because they're both so good and they've got different ways to beat you. Nuggets are going to play through the one and the five. Celtics, obviously the two and the three with some pick and pop with Horford, man. You see I'm I'm smiling on the screen. I'll admit it. I'm pulling for Boston. Give me Celtics, Nuggets, Finals. And, of course, we will be doing a show during the Finals, but we probably won't be doing one before that set. I'm not sure if Jimmy gets it done in Game 6. If he doesn't, certainly have Celtics. And then I will pick the Celtics to win it all if they get there.
0: Nick, you have me sold on this Boston team. Good Lord Almighty. I actually had it down as I was preparing for the show. This is the bubble finals in reverse. It was Heat and Lakers in that NBA finals a few years ago. And now we're looking at their opponents in the Denver Nuggets and the Boston Celtics meeting for probably the best series in terms of hard-fought, hard-nosed basketball that is going to push to seven games if Boston is able to overcome the 3-0 deficit. So I could not agree with you more, and you actually have me hyped up for June 1 when that series tips off. But I hope Boston can finish the job and reach the finals once again. And I initially was pulling for the Heat and Nuggets because... Whoever came out on top of those NBA finals would be a win-win for me because I have so much love for Jimmy Buckets and the Joker. And being the Bulls fan that I am, I came to the realization over the last couple weeks that the Jimmy Butler trade will go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history, especially if Miami reaches the finals once again and they're able to come away with a championship because Jimmy has found a home in Miami, whether they make the finals or not. He is the Miami Heat. We haven't seen someone embody this franchise since Dwayne Wade. Of course, LeBron James won championships down there, but he would not say himself that he is a Miami Heat player. He would say he's a Cleveland Cavalier or a Los Angeles Laker. So I love Jimmy Buckets down there, but in terms of competition in the finals, the best outcome possible would be Boston versus Denver going the distance.
1: What's your pick there then? If it happens, if it happens, Celtics still have to do something we have never, ever, ever seen.
0: It does not matter who the Denver Nuggets play. I can assure you that the greatest basketball player on this planet will be earning his first championship in the next three weeks. And he will solidify himself as arguably the greatest center to ever play the position, especially in a modern era where big men are so underutilized, but he is the most important player on a championship team.
1: I think if it's if Jimmy and the Heat do what they're supposed to do, even though they're this massive underdog in the series, still 3 0 3 0. I've got Denver in five, unfortunately, and that's not a shot at them. As good as Jimmy and Spo are, you know, the BAM effect will be interesting, but I mean, the Lakers, I think we agree, had the potential to be better than anyone in the East. And Denver dominated them, man. I don't want to, don't even want to think about it. If the Celtics get there, I just, I love the Tatum's ability, Jalen Brown, their depth. Uh, You know, it'll be interesting to see how deep they go. They lock in defensively. I like them in seven. Oh, I believe they have home court as well over Denver because they were the best record in the NBA.
0: Nick, I absolutely love your prediction if it is Miami coming out of the East because that means the Joker gets his ring, capping off one of the greatest playoff performances we've ever seen, certainly in our lifetimes. But Nick, shifting gears to round out the show here quickly, we have to talk about our beloved Chicago Bears and the schedule that came out a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to go through all 17 games, but I have my prediction for how well they'll do with a pretty reasonable schedule playing against the AFC West and the NFC South with the two additional games being against the Cleveland Browns and the Arizona Cardinals. I have our Bears... Come January 2024, walking away with a 10-7 and record and finding themselves in the wildcard spot, Justin Fields earning himself his first playoff berth in the NFL, getting a taste of what it's like to be the leader of one of the most important franchises in all sports, in the Chicago Bears, and having the love of Chicago rally around number one and that high-powered offense with dj moore entering the fold.
1: yeah i haven't had the chance to dig into it as much as you have but i know i did myself do a a quick record prediction i i think i was being honest i think i had him at about nine and eight a chance for a wild card but as much as we want that as long as you know field shows that growth we made some big free agent additions this year if they're even fighting for that winning record or above, that's a big season because we still have some money to spend next year, and that's the year when you look at a field's extension, of course, solidifying the offensive line and getting back to kind of how we grew up with our Chicago Bears.
0: Nick, I know we are in the midst of a pretty remarkable NBA playoffs, but I would not be opposed to fast-forwarding to September because that is where my heart lies is in Jack Trice Stadium and Soldier Field so Nick thank you so much for joining me tonight and folks thank you for tuning in if you were wondering Nick and I are eyeing Bears versus Raiders at Soldier Field in October and I have a couple other games on my wish list and we'll see if I'm able to Break my record of two games in a season and making it to three uh, come fall. So, as always, folks, juice up! Bear down forever.